Hello, I'm R.A. Spratt. I write and perform this podcast. If you'd like to support the show, I'm a children's author, so you can buy a book by me, or you can buy me a coffee by going to buymeacoffee.com slash stories R.A. Spratt. It's an easy way to make a small thank you gift to the show so I can keep kicking this can down the road. The podcast directory you're using right now should have a link to my Buy Me A Coffee page in the show notes, or you can type it into your browser. That's buymeacoffee.com slash stories R.A. Spratt. All contributions are gratefully appreciated. Hello and welcome to Bedtime Stories with me, R.A. Spratt. Now, when I do author presentations, the most common question I get asked is, how do I come up with ideas for stories? So I decided I was doing a Zoom presentation to record my answer because over the years it's evolved into quite a long story in its own right. So this week's episode is me telling a story about how I come up with stories. Here you go. story about coming up with stories. This is actually really good advice. Okay, so I used to be a sketch comedy writer. And so when you're a sketch comedy writer, you have to write about four or five or six sketches a day. And you do this every day and every week and every month and every year. And it's you just like it's you get to a point where it's like, what am I going to write about today? Oh, my glasses are on my desk. I'll write a sketch about glasses. It gets like that. So I had a friend give me a piece of advice about how to write comedy. And his advice was, if you want to have really good comedy ideas, go to Big W or Kmart or Target, one of those type of stores, Costco. And um, you think, why do they sell ideas at those stores? No, they do not sell ideas. But it's a great idea to go there if you're trying to come up with ideas. Because, you know, I'm in my office. I've, I've written like 12 books in this office. So I stare at these walls all the time. There is nothing left here to inspire me. Well, there is, but anyway, you get uh, in a rut. Whereas if you go to Big W or Kmart or one of those stores, you go in and there's so many different things that can spark your imagination. I mean, for a start, there's the people. (laughs) Like oftentimes you see people in those stores and they, you know, some people have this idea that to write a great novel, you have to have an epic experience. You have to like go to Paris and fall in love or drive a car across America and be, be hijacked or something. It's like, it's not true. If you want to see true uh, human emotion and drama on an epic scale, all you need to do is go to Ikea or Kmart on a Saturday morning and you will see people just having breakdowns in their relationships and fighting over whether or not to get a Billy bookcase or wanting to kill their kids because they won't stop screaming. They just need to get the shopping done. So you get all that when you go to the store. But also if you walk around one of those uh, uh, discount department stores, you get things from all different aspects of life. That Yes, there's clothes, but there's also a gardening section and fishing and sport and white goods. And any one of those things can spark an idea. So what happened was I was at my local Big W once and uh, I was walking around and I was walking through where they have like the kitchen appliances and they had this little kitchen appliance and it was a chocolate fountain. Like, uh, you know, there's, it's like three dishes, they get bigger and the chocolate comes up through like a straw and it cascades down like a little fountain. And so I was writing Nanny Piggins at the time and Nanny Piggins is a pig who loves chocolate and cake. And so I saw that and I thought, and I, so I was trying to write a Nanny Piggins book at home and I thought, well, what would Nanny Piggins make of a chocolate fountain? And then I thought, well, because I'm a comedy writer and comedy, if you get an idea, it's always good to make it bigger. So I thought, well... that's a tiny chocolate fountain in the store but I've seen big chocolate fountains in shops that are like like this big and then I thought 
well, that, you know, if you can have one this big, why not have a really big one? You know, like a fountain in a public park. Imagine if a fountain in, in your public park near you had chocolate built instead of water. So you get like these big statues of lions and dragons and, and, and soldiers and like geysers, like huge, like a uh, fireman's hoses of chocolate just spewing out. And at the base, there's like a massive pool, like a swimming pool of chocolate, like a, a 50 meter Olympic pool of chocolate. I just thought that would be so good. Nanny Piggins would love it so much because she loves chocolate. She would dive in and she would swim laps and be doing the backstroke. It would be so cool. So then I thought, I've got to make this happen in one of my stories. So I thought, how can I make it happen? So oftentimes when you come up with an idea for a story, I'm going to talk about this in a minute when we talk about story structure. Oftentimes when you come up, the first idea you come up with of like, oh, that's so cool. That's not going to be the starting point of your story. So I thought that to me, that's the middle point of a story. That's somewhere in the second act. So I thought, well, I want that to happen. I want Nanny Piggins to dive into a pool at the base of a fountain that is massive, chocolate fountain. So I thought, how can I make that happen? So that's the middle of the story. Where do I start to get to that point? So I thought, well, why would she go somewhere? Where, where would I find this fountain? I thought, well, sometimes they have chocolate fountains at weddings. So I thought, well, maybe she goes to a wedding of incredibly rich people. And that's why they have this massive fountain, like billionaires getting married. So I thought, well, why would she go to a wedding? And then I thought, well, how about, because at weddings they always have cake, don't they? And Nanny Piggins loves cake. So I thought, how about it's Saturday morning or Sunday morning, no, Saturday morning, and they've got no cake ingredients left in her house. And then I thought, well, she could just go to the baker. And I thought, so how about she can't go to the baker because she made the baker bake so many lemon meringues the day before that, that he, he sprained his wrist and has had to take the day off. So she can't cook at home. She can't go to the baker. She really needs a slice of cake. So she decides she's going to go around every wedding in their town, crash the wedding just so she can have a slice of wedding cake. Okay, I thought, oh, that's really cool. There'll be a lot of fun in that. And so then I started to imagine what Nanny Piggins would do and how she would behave at a wedding. Now, I don't know if you've ever been to a wedding. Hands up if you've been to a wedding at some stage. Yes. They're really boring, aren't they? The party afterwards is kind of fun, but the actual wedding ceremony is really boring. You sit, I mean, like a lot, I got married in a church. You get married in a church. There's a lot of, you know, you're in church and the, the pew is uncomfortable and you sit in there and, and they're up the front. You can't hear properly. You can't see properly. And there's a lot of, you know, I really love you. And I really love you. And I love you forever. And I love you forever. Ugh, and it's so tedious. She's like, when am I going to get some cake already? So I thought Nanny Piggins would get really fed up with that. And when Nanny Piggins gets fed up with things, she always takes over. So I thought she would want to take over and become the wedding celebrant. And then I started to think about, well, what would Nanny Piggins do if she ran a wedding? How would she handle that? And I thought she would completely reverse the order of things because it, you've got to have all the, I love you, I love you, I love you, all that stuff. You've got to have all that. But she would change it. She would start with the cake. The way Nanny Piggins would run a wedding would be this. You'd start with a, Dun, da, da, da. And the bride's at the back in her beautiful long white gown and the veil and her dad in his suit on her arm. And as the doors open and she walked into the church, dun, dun, da, 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 da. and she would walk in. Now, Nanny Piggins used to be a flying pig in a circus that got blasted out of cannons. So she's got access to full military grade cannons. She would line four cannons down either side. So eight cannons. She would load them with chocolate mud cakes, all the cannons, and they'd be like air cannons. And as the bride started walking down the aisle, imagine this for your wedding day girls you're walking down the aisle in your white dress and then as you come down the, the aisle dun, 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 boom splat 
mud cake flies and hits the bride straight in the face. And she keeps walking, boom, slut, boom, slut. And it's just everywhere. And by the time she gets the front, she's just drenched in chocolate sauce and crumbs and chunks of cake all over her. And she has to like flick it off. And the entire congregation is also covered in cake. And then during all the boring bits, like, I love you and I really love you, the congregation will, will enjoy it because they'll be able to sit and scrape the cake off their clothes and eat it. So I thought that's what Nanny Piggins would do if she, if she went to weddings. And so, <laughs> so I'd sort of like, I'd come up with all these ideas and we'd already had the chocolate fountain and then she's had the weddings. And then I started to think, well, if she did that, what would happen next? And I thought, well, shit, these weddings would become so famous. If there was a royal wedding, you know, when Harry and Meghan got married, I thought, well, imagine if like Harry and Meghan or the, the, whoever the royal prince and prince were at the time, what if they got her to come and bake their wedding cake? And so I thought, well, how would that go? And I thought, well, she would bake a cake and she'd bake her, 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 her favorite cake, which is octo choc chocolate cake. You know how an octopus has eight legs? Well, an oct- octo cake has eight different types of chocolate. So there's chocolate cake, chocolate icing, chocolate cream, chocolate chips, uh, chocolate reinforcement logs to stabilize the cake because it's got so much chocolate you don't want everyone to die. Um, a block of chocolate on the top, a block of chocolate on the bottom, and ice cream on the side, chocolate ice cream. So this is the octo choc chocolate cake. She would build the cake so big that it would be three stories tall, like as tall as a three-story building, as, as tall as a church. And then the cake is so big and it's like the big layer and the medium layer. It's all layers. The top layer, the cake is so big that the bride, you know, like on a, a regular wedding cake, you get the little plastic statues of the bride and groom. They're called cake toppers. So on the, this huge wedding cake, it would be so big that the actual real life bride and groom, the, the princess and the duke that were getting married, they would stand on top of their own wedding cake and be their own wedding toppers the bishop would stand up there with them and to to do the service and and they'd have the whole wedding ceremony up on the top of the cake so as they're up on the top of the cake and doing the i love you and i love you and and the bishop says uh and and you may now kiss the bride it would all take place up on top of the cake and then as i said you may now kiss the bride i pronounce you man and wife there would be a lift built into the center of this three-story tall cake. As they kissed, the bride and groom would be drawn down through into the center of the base of the cake. And then, as the finale, the bride and groom would eat their way out through the cake as all their guests ate their way in. So I thought, that's, that's a really cool idea. So I wrote all of that up in one of the, the books. And that's how your question was, how do I come up with ideas? And it was, I go to Big W and... That's how it came. It just one little thing of seeing a chocolate fountain led to that big snowball, which became an avalanche of ideas. So that's like the longest answer to a question ever. So has anybody else got a question? Thank you for listening. To support this podcast, just buy a book by me, R.A. Spratt. There's lots to choose from, from across the Pesky Kids, Friday Barnes or Nanny Piggins series. You can order them through your local bookstore or go to my website, raspratt.com, and click on the Book Depository banner. They've got all my titles and free international shipping. Okay, that's it for now. Until next time, goodbye.